0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Coming up on today's video, there are major schedule changes to WWE's pay-per-view calendar. Rob Van Dam has shot. On CM Punk, Chris Jericho has his take on Bray Wyatt's WWE return, and a fascinating name was spotted backstage in a recent NXT taping. I'm Michael Sidgwick from What Culture. I'm Michael Hamlet from What Culture. And this is. The news, but firstly, day one has been cancelled according to the very reputable Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics in a report corroborated by Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, who has also came through with additional details about what the general vague complexion of the schedule is going to look like without any actual confirmations of scrapped or indeed returning pay-per-views, but the general picture, and then this is per Brian Alvarez of uh, The Wrestling Observer, is that there is going to be a more broad focus on international pay-per-views with less gimmick pay-per-views and before I go to my esteemed colleague for colour commentary on that I just want to say I welcome that absolutely massively. We both attended Clash at the Castle in person it was an absolutely phenomenal show, that was basically one kind of happy ending away from being outright perfect in my opinion. I'm Really quite a cynical WWE fan. I had a magic time. It was great. The match quality was great. Um, unlike other WWE UK pay-per-views, it was momentous, it was canon. And uh, the atmosphere was to die for. It looked absolutely spectacular and massive. Going around Cardiff during the day was great. We've just watched AEW Rampage in Toronto be white hot. And we know what's kind of happened to that show of late as well. And I think every somewhat cynical WWE fan has had pretty dim views of gimmick pay-per-views and the fact that they are backwards in terms of storytelling so this is yet more uh, great news from the Papa H era of WWE, is it not? It is. It does.
2: I think you're right to apply a little bit of that Papa H cynicism because again, it feels like like almost audacious and obvious fan service. Yeah. For years, people have clamoured for an event like Clash at the Castle. Thirty years was too long between SummerSlam and Clash at the Castle. But not just we're speaking from the UK, but I'm sure there will be fans all over the world that feel the same about their nations getting international shows. Yeah. There is loads and loads of support and evidence from even something like a Super Showdown in Australia a few years ago. They can fill stadiums with once a year events. There is evidence of that. Uh, The aesthetic is incredible. It makes WWE look like the like as they would always say the recognized leader of sports entertainment all over the world. They love all that kind of stuff. Um, And that in line with the removal of gimmick pay-per-views or at least the shifting of it a little bit. I mean it's interesting that you might potentially, for example, just for example, want to take away something like Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. while arbitrarily inserting war games into Survivor Series. So it's still very much a, well, I'll take that away, but I'll give you what you want because you like it. Yeah. So there's, uh, these WWE pay-per-view calendars are always up for changing, they're always up for reshuffling, and we should note as well that this is all, bizarrely, this is all all of it is still rumor. WWE are the last ones to confirm this day one cancellation, even though we feel relatively confident mm-hmm. because of the sources yeah. we're reporting from. Um, yeah, I I typically welcome, with the exception of the big four, which does feel something that we should cling to as WWE's pillars, I welcome these changes anyway. I think it's quite nice when that calendar gets a freshen up because you can only do so many years of the routine Hell in a Cell events, the TLC at Christmas yeah. and all that before you desperately need it. I think it helps the weekly TV shows to give
1: those a bit of a rejig as well. Yes, absolutely. Let us know in the comments below if you would like to see a returning pay-per-view. I suspect you're going to do that anyway. Hamflit, if you could pick one old pay-per-view to return, which one would you? Pick.
2: Nobody buys it. King of the Ring. No one buys it though. The one night tournament. Nobody ever pays for it. Loads of evidence. But the good ones are great and still stand up to this day. Well booked and. Triple H, we're led to believe he might be able to do it, well booked, they're just such fun events, they feel different and the stakes and wrestlers are knackered and sell injuries wrestling three times in a night, it's just, it's something that WWE, even when they're doing it on TV, Raws are better for one night yeah. like, tournaments, so I would
1: like that, I think the elevated prestige would be nice. If I'm going to be cynical, and I am, um, ultimately something like a No Mercy or an Armageddon, it's a set. It's a set and not an actual themed event that is going to necessarily be a great um, indicator of quality or a guarantee if it does return under those names. But King of the Rings different and I think we've learned from Bray Wyatt's return, which we're going to talk about imminently um, on this video, of course, is that there's a definite amount of trust Hmm. placed in Triple H. and Obviously, pay-per-view buy rates, it was never the most successful of the big five pay-per-views, but it's a different world now dominated revenue stream-wise by then um, TV rights fee money. So why the hell not? I think a lot of trust has been placed in Triple H and you might be able to get it right. Yeah. Absolutely. Forgive me for checking my wrist for notes. If The Rock can do it, so can I. <laughs> yes, Rob Van Damme, a shot on CM Punk. And the story of that scans is shocking until you kind of remember who CM Punk is. And this is not a burial. And Rob Van Damme, who spoke to... Inside the Ropes also says this wasn't a burial just a fact of life to quote <laughs> the returning LA Knight who's speaking to Inside the Ropes and told again the story that's a bit shocking but not really That when he returned to WWE following his sort of fateful 2006 suspension um, That he was very stunned to learn that once CM Punk had told him look there's a thief in the locker room We're trying to snuff out the thief so I'm going to be holding a team meeting um, to determine that now We've heard the stories before of CM Punk, self-anointed locker room leader, much to the um, the the wry amusement of Booker T, Cody Rhodes, and Kevin Owens across different promotions. Um, so it's not a surprise, but if you look at the timeline, CM Punk had debuted that very year. Yeah. Like that very year. Look, I think it's great. Um, ultimately, You know, people have their opinions on CM Punk. I have several different ones all at the same time because that is the man he is. But ultimately, if he didn't have this unshakable belief and quite frankly, entitlement within himself, he simply would not be the performer that he is today. What are your thoughts on this one?
2: Yeah, Van Damme kind of echoes that, doesn't he? He talks about how big CM Punk's ego is, but then... Qualifies that by saying he understands why wrestlers would have to have big egos, especially within that version of WWE. And Van Dam. And Van Dam himself, as yes. like the guy that you know made all that money pointing at his head repeatedly, saying his own name yeah. over and over again while talking his own work up. So I think he understood that. I like this version of CM Punk locker room leader. I think more than I like the other versions of it. We were kind of talking in the office before we came in to record. If you take a snapshot of that ECW, it's got your Bob Hollies. It's got Big Show wearing the belt like a wristwatch because Vince McMahon didn't trust anybody else with it anymore. That brand is already falling apart at the seams, but I guess imbued with a little bit of confidence from Paul Heyman at the time. Punk thinking, well, I'm here now, time to step up. It remains weird that Vince McMahon himself didn't gravitate towards Punk, or certainly didn't for as long as it took him to gravitate towards him. Because all the stories that always creep out speak to a guy that kind of fit. Yeah. yeah. I know The Undertaker didn't like him not wearing a suit, but all of this kind of thing must have been right up his street, must not it?
3: To find out if it's right for you,
0: normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.
4: rocketmoney.com slash wrestling.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. We did promise more Bray Wyatt news. You are absolutely starving for Bray Wyatt news. (laughs) And um, yeah, so you're probably aware at this point that he's made his first um, promo return on SmackDown following his return at Extreme Rules. We are going to go more in depth on our thoughts on that. On the Smackdown Review Podcast, which you can listen to, of course, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And we we uh, we also record, easy for me to say, daily wrestling podcasts. So I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically the gist is... Bray Wyatt, with a sort of kind of triumphant or positive-sounding theme, at least in relation to his sort of swampy, discordant numbers, um, with which he was previously associated... Went to the ring, cut this really heartfelt, sort of of out-of-character, fourth-wall-breaking promo, however you want to frame it. In which he seemed to very earnestly thank fans for staying with him and making him feel worthwhile. Because there was a time, subsequent to his WWE release, that he really didn't feel like he'd contributed anything. And that everything he did was kind of meaningless and all the rest of it. And then he was interrupted on the, the Tron by like, sort of a digital version of the masked character he appeared to debut under at Extreme Rules. Now, we don't know whether it's a big sort of 4D chess heel ploy or whether he's going to be sort of fooling with himself or what, <laughs> but Chris Jericho has said on Twitter when asked um, that he doesn't believe a word of it, but... He loves it, so he seems to be under the idea that Bray Wyatt is masquerading as a babyface. But again, we've got a podcast to plug, so don't, <laughs> so don't blow your beans, but yeah. what briefly do you think about
2: this? Uh, I think Chris Jericho's gonna Chris Jericho. It is, he, He's a big supporter
1: of Wyatt in the, lo- in the old locker room, we should add.
2: I think there is some earnest praise being dished out to Bray Wyatt's performance, and indeed the story in general. And I think Chris Jericho's n- like he knows his place in the wrestling world at the moment, and he knows that everybody is speaking about Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And he's never been want to avoid just getting in on talking points even if it crosses company divides between AEW obviously he's carrying the ring of on about at the moment so he probably quite likes being almost like yeah. an in-ring gatekeeper of all of wrestling I will comment on everything no matter where I work so I think this is just a little bit of gamesmanship and shit from Chris Jericho and maybe a bit of an boy to Bray Wyatt and he's getting plenty of those at the moment but not just from audiences not just from Fiend fans Uh Bray Wyatt being you know there's a lot of uh, talking wrestling promos now of looking in the mirror and knowing who you are like yeah. I'm trying to look in the mirror and be the Fiend and I am the free. Yeah, like that's this can be his version of that, and I suppose it doesn't hurt Chris Jericho to be getting in on the conversation. Even Marie of all people did it on Friday. Yeah, this like regardless of where. Why it numbers out the air? Yeah, like it's regardless of where you're at with Bray Wyatt in terms of what you liked about him before, what you like about him now. If you're near him in the conversational sphere and wrestlers always want to stay right on that bubble, you know, you're kind of, you're getting numbers, you're getting conversation yourself. Jericho, ever the worker, as of this morning, as of this conversation, yeah. has pulled some Bray White discourse back to himself. It was only, I don't think the two things are related, but it was only a few weeks ago where the Wrestling Observer got a got a story that Chris Jericho will be in high demand when contract season yeah, yeah, comes yeah. up, you know? it's. Work is going to work.
1: work. It's going to work, but ultimately Chris Jericho was in that locker room in the um, mid-2010s when it was kind of all going awry and there was just week after week of a push getting failed or... The performers like run getting scaled back or what have you, and he's always very, very supportive of Seth as Kevin Owens uh, and the Bray Wyatts, yeah. and the Luke Harpers. So, you know, lovely I picture think of them all in the Luke Harpers, yeah, series, yeah, it, from absolutely. That era. So, yeah. I do think there's a little bit of him just saying, like, good on him, like, mm-hmm. it's about time that he had um, some decent creative one would hope, anyway, behind him. And finally, um, not the and finally, because we're not technologically gifted or anything like that, <laughs> this is the, the final news story of the video, basically. Um, but two very interesting names were spotted backstage um, at NXT TV last week. One of which was, uh, you know, he's got a lot of heat on him. And you know, where's the line? Bobby Fish was backstage at NXT alongside Anthony Green, <laughs> who also worked previously um, in WWE under the name. August Gray. August Gray. You know who he reminds me of? Who's, who's that, sage? He kind of reminds me of like Simon Pegg, but a bit jacked. I think that's a fantastic take. I think that's a really, really. That's the first time you've heard that. I've never heard that one before. That's a spot on take. Well, that's who you reminded me. You mentioned that on the podcast sometime. Indeed. What's interesting as well is that uh, if you want to add um, a line between the dots and connect those two things, is that they both have direct and indirect. Diamond Mine affiliations mm. in that August Grey was actually involved yeah. in Diamond Mind in the original iteration of that stable, which has basically seen more changes in the New World Order at this point. <laughs> and Bobby Fish, of course, um, was in the Indisputed Era alongside Diamond Mine mainstay um, Roderick Strong. So if we can recklessly speculate on the next creative um, for all of these performers, we can. There's potential to do some kind of split-faction double dojo Cobra Kai-esque warfare though, there or basically they could have just been seeing friends backstage yeah. or seeing friends backstage and enjoying the fact that we are basically doing this video. I think that's it. Um, again,
2: there's a little bit of work is going to work there. Wrestlers attending shows is nothing new. It being reported on that wrestlers are attending shows to generate a bit of speculation is also nothing new. Bobby Fish, of course, is the... Uh, the in- most interesting element of this with no disrespect intended to Anthony Green because everything we've heard from him or from his camp or he wanted this yeah, 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 yeah is that he would like to go back to WWE or he would certainly he was full of praise for his time working for Triple H that John is the Michael thing we are it's yeah. easy
1: to infer this yes. basically
2: just yeah. to cover our backs it's um he's been appearing for Impact and you know there is nothing to say that he's not deliriously happy working for Impact Wrestling and getting to be the uh, you know almost like a straight edged superstar yeah. in his own right, getting to cut these uh, promos that that are like a little bit insider leaning if you know what to listen for. And you know, you can certainly hear them. It's like, just a time for Bobby Fish to be at NXT. It's quite nice for the trajectory that he's trying to, yeah. like the course he's trying to plot for himself. Yeah. Currently, it fits way. Would imagine he would want us to be having these conversations yeah. certainly. But it, it could be nothing. But it could be something. Triple H has, you know, already obviously developed a reputation for bringing back people that he feels maybe shouldn't have been, like fired from WWE in the first place. We don't need to list off the list of returnees again. But you know, such a spate in the last few months. It is within reason to think that two ex- NXTers, if they were well liked, could be
1: you know, the door could be open, I guess. Yes. So it doesn't it doesn't hurt for this kind of story to be out there. Look, I know I've had a little bit of uh, smug, snarky fun at the expense of Bobby Fish there, but I'll say one thing. Considering the way he was wrestling towards the end of his NXT run mm. and how he looked physically in AEW towards the end, they'll be getting an absolutely fantastic work, given <laughs> his age. Yep. And provided he's in the correct role, and he's not coming back as like voice of the voiceless, or whatever, persona non-carota, if he's yeah. just Bobby Fish, wrestling like Bobby Fish, I thought everything in the, ring, in the ring sorry went tremendously well in AEW, so you might be getting a really good, great, in fact, solid hand on the cards, if in fact he does return. Uh, that's it for today's news video. We'll be pumping out more lists one expects later on today um, we've got podcasts city out the air later on we've got the uh, the rampage review the smackdown review the the wwe raw preview so subscribe to apple and um, spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from for that don't forget to like share and subscribe to our youtube channel here and until then thank you very much for spending your morning with us or afternoon wherever you are and we will see you soon